This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. The city of Toronto needs cash. What a surprise. And raising property taxes is political suicide. So, the city is looking at an entire menu of new taxes to raise millions of dollars. This morning, the Toronto Sun reported that Premier Kathleen Wynne has given her blessing to allowing a new hotel tax, which could bring in for $9 million for every percentage added to the bill. Now, that tax would have the advantage that the people paying it won't be Toronto residents. And Toronto is considering other so-called revenue tools that do not need provincial approval. That means they could bring it in all on their own. At the top of the list is a business parking tax, which could be levied in a number of ways. But one possibility is a dollar a day per spot on everything from the two or three spots at your dry cleaners to the 2,156 parking places at the Yorkdale Mall. Um, And this is a tax that is supposed to be collected from business. How will that affect business? And frankly, I have a hunch that even if it's business that is supposed to uh, collect these taxes, we the consumers are going to be ending up paying it. So I want to hear from you about these possible new taxes. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. But first, on the line, I have Plamen Petkov, the Vice President for Ontario at the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Welcome, Plamen. Thank you, Libby. Thank you for having me. Uh, so what do you make about of these uh, potential taxes, especially the parking taxes? What do your members think? Well, I, I have to say that uh, I was not surprised uh, to read this morning uh, in the Toronto Sun the, the most recent report that the city, again, is looking at what they call new revenue tools, which, uh, like you say, is, uh, is, a, is a new word for taxes. Um, and, and this has been on, on their agenda for a while now. It seems that politicians' appetite for new taxes is, is never ending. Um, and uh, as you said earlier, uh, whatever tax is implemented, whether it's a hotel tax, whether it's a parking tax, whether it's something else, uh, it will have effects on the overall economy and also on the on the consumers. Um, we obviously, um, uh, you know, we represent small and medium-sized businesses uh, across Canada. We have about 5,000 members in the city of Toronto. And um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, when the province was looking to implement a whole list of new taxes to fund transit under the Metrolinx 
program at that time. We surveyed our members. Uh, that was in 2013. Um, and 84% of them were against new revenue tools. Uh, and specifically, 68% were against a commercial parking tax at that time. Now, there was no conversation about a hotel tax. This is uh, something that, you know, is currently being discussed. And you can see how politicians are becoming more creative um, in finding different ways uh, to generate revenue through taxes that are less visible or that are not directly paid by those who are going to vote for them at the next election. Well, yeah, so the so I guess the bottom line for these so-called revenue tools is that uh, at re-election time, they can get up and say, we have not raised your property taxes or we have not raised it above the rate of inflation. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think the visibility of the tax is probably one of the most critical considerations when these decisions are being made, unfortunately, uh, you know, so that... You know, politicians, like you say, can face voters and say, no, I didn't, I didn't raise your taxes. At the same time, though, it would be naive to think that if you're going to implement a new tax, that is not going to have any impact on local residents or local businesses. If we look at the, the hotel tax, of course, this is not a small business tax. This is not even a tax that Torontonians will pay. It will be paid by visitors coming into the city. But what that does is it makes it more expensive to stay in Toronto, which means if an American family from the States comes and stays here for three nights and their average hotel bill is $200 a night, that they're paying $600 in a hotel, uh, for the hotel and $60 uh, in, in a new hotel tax. That means they're spending $60 less at a local coffee shop um, or a local restaurant. Well, I, I doubt that it would be at the level of 10, 10%. It would probably be a, a couple of percent. I mean, I guess, you know, I think you hit uh, the nail on it when you talked about visibility, because to me, that's, that's a code word for the kind of flack that these taxes are going to get. And I guess the idea is to make these taxes as invisible as possible. So uh, when you look at something like a hotel tax, I mean, honestly, um, most people, myself included, don't take such a good look at the hotel bill, which is going to be you expect to pay money. But there are other taxes that uh, really stick out like a sore thumb and really make you uh, angry. Interesting, um, uh and that in this list, in this menu, that is, you know, publicly listed on the City of Toronto website, one of the options is bringing back the personal vehicle tax, that vehicle right. registration tax, 60 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, the ease of doing that was rated as very easy to do it, but but it was listed as something that is highly visible. In other words, it it really makes people angry. Absolutely. And that, as we know, was a disaster because... That tax was implemented in 2008. It was then repealed in uh, 2011. Uh, the city, uh, as, as per their report, like you said, it's, on, it's public, it's on the website, the city generated $50 million a year. So for three years, they collected $150 million. And then in their own report, the city's report, they admit that the money did not go into road repairs or road-related costs. So where did the money go? And I think we're seeing the same pattern here. We're seeing the appetite for a brand new tax, whether it's a hotel tax, whether it's a parking tax, where it's a tax on something else, saying, well, we need that tax. We need that money to you know, invest in infrastructure, to expand transit. 
But then when we look at examples in the past, money it doesn't go into where it's supposed to go. So in this specific case, raising $9 million from a hotel tax means that that money is probably going to go to plug in some sort of a budget hole that they have at City Hall. And that's, by the way, $9 million per percent. Uh, right. Let's give out the numbers again. Uh, people, I am interested in hearing your opinion on Toronto's plan. Toronto is looking at bringing in uh, a whole menu of new taxes to raise revenue, and they're looking for taxes that are, uh, in their bureaucratic language, not so visible. So please tell me what you think, whether you have an opinion on a hotel tax that would be paid if you're coming into the city from out of town, or whether it's a parking tax uh, that the business is going to pay and likely pass on to you. And Plumman, interesting in the projections of how much money these things would bring in, implementing this parking tax is huge. It's it's on the order, it would bring in on the order of $400 million. I mean, that is amazing. It is a huge uh, revenue generator, Libby, and uh, that's why they're looking at it. Um, it's interesting, though, because in terms of administration, it seems to be quite burdensome, as the city report indicates. Um, so again, to your point earlier, they're not going to go after the tax that's going to be easy to administer, that's going to be relatively cheap to administer. They're going to go with a tax that is going to generate the most amount of money, like the parking tax, and it's not going to be visible to the average resident who goes and votes at the next election. Um, you know, on, on this specific one, on the parking tax, um, this is not a new issue for us. Um, you know, we are a national organization. The same issue uh, popped up in the city of Vancouver uh, just, I think, six or seven years ago. city of Vancouver implemented a parking tax, very similar concept to this, and it only lasted a few months. It was then repealed by the city of Vancouver because, first of all, they couldn't figure out how to administer it. Secondly, the administration was so costly uh, and, and thirdly, the benefits of the tax were never going to go into what, it's, what was meant to, to fund. I think it was meant to fund infrastructure uh, there as well. And I, I think just from a, from a small business perspective, you know, if you are a small uh, shop and you have, let's say, two, uh, space for two parking spots uh, um, in front of your store, um, obviously, you know, you have to pay that tax. The question is, what defines a parking space? Is it just any space around your premise? Or does it have to be a designated space? So um, there's a lot of leeway here, and the city could actually, you know, uh, you know, look at different definitions. Um, and, and especially when it comes to a small or medium-sized businesses, it will be much more difficult to administer. For um, a big shopping mall, like you said, Yorkdale, they know exactly how many spots they have. But, you know, for some of the smaller establishments, it will be difficult to establish uh, what a parking spot actually is. And, and it, it's interesting, I think that what they were looking at uh, with this parking tax would be uh, levying it in conjunction with the, with the people who assess, um, you know, commercial tax, the MPAC. The MPAC, yes. So um, it sounds, <clears throat> again, it sounds like it would be uh, difficult and probably costly. It will be, and it's also a double whammy for businesses, especially if they work with MPAC. I think it's a little-known fact that businesses in Toronto – pay three times more in property taxes than residents do uh, on the same property value. So if you have a residential property that's valued at $200,000 in the city, um, you know, you, you pay X amount in taxes, 
if you're a business and the property value of your business is $200,000, you pay three times more in tax. So, you know, you're already, we're already taxing businesses in the city precisely for the reason that they're businesses, that they generate money, and they can help subsidize or fund different city programs. Implementing another commercial tax, whether it's a parking tax or any other tax on business, is only going to make them less competitive. Oh, okay, let's um, let's go to the phones, Plamen. Uh, let me give the numbers out again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty or toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And we want to hear from you on what you think about all these possible new taxes: hotel tax parking tax, bringing back the vehicle registration tax, Uh, there's even talk of an amusement park tax. All of these things are possible. Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Not bad. My view is the city should only have the right to collect municipal taxes. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on where you live, the taxes in Toronto are very low compared to, say, Mississauga or anywhere else. So, in reality, and I live in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I look at what I pay in taxes, and I would rather pay it in taxes, municipal taxes, put that tax rate up. They have to put it up 10% or 12% or 14%. Put it up. Get it over with. Get it done. Because we, you know, they... This nickel and diamond people, there already is a tax on parking spaces. They pay per square foot on their municipal taxes for every square foot of parking space you have. I think it's about two bucks a foot they pay for it. So there's a big tax already. As far as hotel tax go, they kind of try to make you believe that the people won't pay it in Toronto. But what we need is big business coming in here, conventions, stuff like that. Those people, when they're booking, they may go to New York, Chicago, Paris, anywhere. We want them here. They are the ones that are going to look at their hotel total costs, taxes, everything, tips. Do you have to tip? Toronto is a very expensive tip town, okay? Like you you virtually, if you don't tip 15% where you go, like people kind of look at you kind of strange. Other places are lower. Like even Vancouver is trying to eliminate tipping altogether. So we want to be competitive. I want conventions to come here. So mm-hmm. little businesses and stores and retail outlets and movie theaters make money. If they drive them away by the city putting, uh, you know, taxes which are, are out of reach, then the, t- the city is going to fall apart. A lot of people are moving from Toronto because of the nickel and dime, the nickel and dime. The taxes are low. That's the only thing. And that, the house prices go up, so if they can get out with these high house prices and move to a place where the houses are half the price and they don't have the nickel and dime taxes. But as far as I'm concerned, the city should only be allowed to charge municipal taxes. Well, according to uh, the laws, which were changed, I forget exactly when, Mm -hmm. they do have the right to other taxes. And and I'm afraid, you know, it would be easy to see if all they could do is property tax. But but I guess most voters uh, don't feel the way that you do. And, and, uh, you know, politicians are afraid that they'll get defeated when they bring in talk taxes. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But here's a problem that comes down to personal. The people of the city of Toronto live in the city of Toronto. So they're looking at for their own personal 
tax situation. They're not looking for the benefit of the total. Like if you're in City Hall and you live here, you don't want your personal taxes going up, even whether it's the best for the rest of the people. And that's where it's wrong. So if the government, the federal government or provincial government said, look, it, you have to raise whatever you need to generate what you need, whatever. The other thing is what they've done is they've allowed people to tear every building down that was a small little business and build condos. And now there is no small jobs. And now people are having a heck of a time, which then impacts the city because they have to supply them with a city housing. Okay. Okay. Bob, Bob, thanks for your call. You make some very interesting points. We have to uh, go to break now. Before we go to break, Plomin, do you have uh, any quick comment on what Bob was saying? I was really impressed with uh, Bob's points, and, and he's absolutely right uh, when it comes to small business being driven out of the city. One, Just one quick uh, clarification that I'd like to make. Bob is right that residential property taxes in Toronto are the lowest in the GTA. Uh, if you live in Toronto, you're paying the lowest tax rate in all GTA municipalities. However, Toronto has the highest commercial rate on property taxes in all of the GTA. So that's a big discrepancy right there, where as you, if you live in Toronto, it's beneficial because you pay the lowest property tax rate in the whole GTA. But if you do business in Toronto, you're paying the highest commercial rate in the city. Okay, we're going to have to take a quick break. I'm going to give out the numbers again before we go. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're talking about a raft of new taxes that the city in Toronto is going to consider. And uh, we want to hear from you after a break. We're going to be back with more of your calls and with Plamen Petkoff from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about a whole menu of new taxes that the City of Toronto is considering so they won't have to raise property taxes. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we've got Roger in Mississauga. Hi, Roger. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. My comment is no more taxes. We have had that, that lie promise from the Liberals in 2003, and we're still having new taxes every single excuse. We are fed up with new taxes. Uh-huh. They can rein in their expenditures and not raise any more taxes. Whatever name they choose, it's still a tax. It absolutely is still a tax. Uh, what do you think of these ideas, uh, so-called revenue tools, that would really uh, get the money from businesses generally as opposed to uh, the homeowners, well, the, the voters? Consumers the consumers and the homeowners will be the final ones to pay because all the businesses will have to raise their prices to compensate for the actual expenditure with new taxes. So we are losing every single time. Every time there's an invisible tax, even the GST that they said that was not a new tax, a whole bunch of new things got taxed and all the, no prices went down and we're stuck paying now 13% with the HST. 
Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things that the, was brought up with this proposed hotel tax. There are a lot of cities that have a hotel tax, some of them quite hefty, like New York City. It's nearly 6%, but, but it's not on top of a 13% HST. Well, I, I have seen in many instances where they add all these fees and taxes and things, and then they put HST on top of the final total. That's so right. that means tax on tax as well. So I, I don't trust the government to do anything of that sort. I think they just are after our money to spend it willy-nilly in um, just strange uh, things or their bodies. Who knows? Well, uh, do, you, do you disagree then that, I mean, transit in Toronto is a mess. Nobody has spent money on it for ages. Now we're trying to catch up. You know, you talk to anybody who tries to get around the city using public transit, and it's a nightmare. So do you not agree that we need to fund these things somehow? Well, we need to fund these things. I came to Toronto in 1969. There was talk of expanding the subway and everything ever since. Nothing has happened much. Exactly. And uh, they should stop uh, funding um, solar energy. uh, That's provincial. That's provincial. This is the city we're talking about here. Well, the city would have to get some money from the provincials as well. And uh, uh, I don't know. The, the city seems to be uh, anti-car, anti-transit, anti-everything, except their pro-taxes. That's <laughs> <my> reading. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Roger in Mississauga. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, Um, we have uh, just a few more minutes left in in this conversation. I'll give out the numbers in case anyone has like a little uh, final thought on this. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And uh, Plamen, just uh, what should we be thinking about as these things come forward? I believe the uh, Executive Committee of City Council is going to be uh, discussing some of this uh, sometime this month anyway. Yes, I believe so, and uh, I, I think eventually it will probably go to council, to city council for uh, for a vote. I think at the end of the day, and I, I think the callers today, Bob and Roger, made some really good points about this. Is that you know politicians need to do a better job in convincing us, in in demonstrating that there really is a need for a new tax, uh, and not just use transit or infrastructure as an excuse uh, to be creative and and to implement a new tax that usually is not visible. Um, you know, I think what we are hearing um, from your listeners, Libby, and, and also from our members is that, you know, we expect, Torontonians or Ontarians, we expect um, our politicians to be better stewards of our money. And uh, quite frankly, that is not really happening. Um, at the end of the day, there's only one taxpayer. There's three levels of government, but there's only one taxpayer. So good point. <laughs> and, and, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and now, when we say, when the city says, "Well, you know, we don't have money because all oh, the other taxes are being levied by the province or the feds," I'm sorry, but it, it's coming from the same pocket at the end of the day. And even if we ask people today, "Do you know which tax is levied by what government?" Very few would know because. That's not what they care about. Oh, the the city itself had to find a consultant to tell it to sort out where it is allowed to tax and where it is not allowed to tax. Plumman, thanks so much. We are out of time, but you know what? Even though we're going to our next thing, 
I'm going to take one more call. And Paul in Guelph, like, please, 30 seconds, just because, as usual, people are calling when we're close to the end of our chat time. So people call earlier. Paul in Guelph, quickly, please. Libby, 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 what is going on? I mean, what encouragement? I live out in Guelph. What encouragement does it give me to take a day out? Uh, they're talking about tolling the roads. Okay, maybe it's not provincial. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Yorkdale. I gotta pay to park. Uh, you know, I may bring my grandson in there to uh, to park in the city. I gotta pay. I mean. It's true. Uh, you know, they're not uh, private business friendly. I mean, what, what, where do we encourage uh, a tourist to come in and pay a hotel tax uh, and then expect them to go out and buy a coffee? And uh, I mean, it just I mean, we've just had enough of this, this nickel and diamond. Put the taxes up in the metro because I'm paying what uh, in Guelph here anyway from 45 to 5,500 metro for the same house. If you're lucky, $2,200, a month. I mean, come on. I mean, these taxes, we've had enough. Okay. I think that sums up what a lot of people are thinking out there. Uh, Paul and Guelph, thank you for your call. And Plum and Petkoff from the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, thank you so much for your insights on this. And I'm sure this is a subject that we will go back to in the future. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.